Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast on planet Earth. My name, <laughs> I'm Mr. Enjoy Yourself, a.k.a. Peter Rosenberg, and I'm here with my guy, the physically strong and physically large, stat guy Greg. What up, Greg? Yo, what's going on, P? How you doing? I got to address a couple things off top, if you don't mind. I don't. I mean, I never do. This is usually like the highlight of the week right here. Yeah, I just wanted to take a minute. If you guys could dim the dim the house lights and give me a spotlight here. I just want to address a few things that have been said on uh, on different podcasts recently, SGG. You know, there's a certain level of uh, responsibility, um, a certain expectation. That comes with being the most hated, or should I say, most hated on mm. broadca- broadcaster in sports entertainment today. You know, and and I expect to get it. You know, you 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 heard me a few weeks ago. You saw what happened with the Iconics. You saw what happened with the Miz. You've seen it happen with Kevin Owens. You, you read the stories, uh, in these, on these websites, these, these salacious stories saying ridiculous things about me. And, and I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to it. And it's, it's now, it's, it's the responsibility that comes with being an icon, with being the leader in your field, with being a pioneer. But SGG, what I did not expect was to start getting random attacks from people who I thought cared about me. Wow. From people who I thought loved me. From, from people who I've, I've been nothing but nice to. I've been nothing but supportive of people you could say that I in a metaphysical broadcasting sense gave birth to well because let's be honest you birthed the genre there really wasn't much in the in terms of wrestling podcasts um, outside of cheap heat well those same people Greg have decided to bite the hand that fed them. We start with Sam Roberts. First year at that hotel where I haven't felt like at any moment somebody's going to grab me by the shirt collar and throw me out the window. Like, like, or, or, or get to the door and like Uncle Phil to Jazzy Jeff on Fresh Prince, just like out, out. You have no business here. Just completely, yeah. And by the way, I was grabbed by the shirt collar, but in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. So I was with Mr. Peter Rosenberg. And yeah, uh, I mean, if you don't if you don't want to get grabbed by the shirt collar, he's not the guy. To hang yeah, out with. Yeah. I mean, but, but the guy was, can't handle himself. Yeah, it, was, it, it, it was weird though because because there was this part of it's like where I Sam Robert. Wow. This is this is a guy who not Sam. No, not Sam. Not Sam. Now wow. now I know why your name is not Sam. Because this, this is, I mean, he, he, he randomly just throws shade towards me, SGG, and suggests that, you know, I don't know how to handle myself. He suggested that I don't know how to handle myself. Let me tell you how I handle myself, SGG. I handle myself as a professional. I handle myself as a respectful broadcaster, as a fan, as someone who enjoys wrestling. I handle myself 
and, and let's be honest, not, not to cut you off, when you say professional and broadcaster, you mean that that's real life. That's not catchphrases and T-shirt things. That's real life when you say you know what? That's a very good point, SGG, because you're talking about being a broadcaster on FM signals, not internet radio or, or Sirius or whatever it's called. I'm talking about an actual broadcast signal. Okay, that's the kind of professional I'm talking about. That's how I carry myself. I'm not some sycophant fanboy who has to be loved by everyone. No, no, no. No, no, no. There are people who don't like me, SGG, because I'm making an impact. And Sam, of all people, a man I break bread with. A man I... I, I, I had him on the show. I have him as a, I, I invited him to come on our show years ago. I, I would, I would do anything. I would drive up to his house. You know, I live right here in the heart of Manhattan in the most prestigious, expensive, beautiful part of town. And I got in my brand new 2018 BMW that I got from my boy Paul, Paul.auto on Instagram. And I got in that BMW and I drove all the way up to see him and see his family. And this is what I get. This is what I get. I, Greg, I wore tread off the tires of my brand new BMW to go see him. And this is how I get treated. But that's not the worst because I should expect that of Sam. I should expect that of a man who associates himself with someone named Hot Dog. But. <laughs> um, but. Kind of a name is Hot Dog. Who I never, who I never thought would turn around and bite me. Was a man who makes shoes. Uh, they don't get along very well, but the, but, but he's, he, Andrew's just a fantastic dude. Hate him. And former WWE employee. That's right. He survived that. He can survive anything. Now he's, now he's working for an even worse boss than Vince McMahon. And that's name is Peter Rosenberg. (laughs) That son of a bitch. Shout out Um, to Rosenberg. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Let's do this again next week. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. Well, that was a waste of my own time. <laughs> it's Peter Rosenberg. That son of a bitch. No. Hey, human. A man who makes shoes let me tell you something about the man who makes shoes i'm the man who made the man who makes the shoes that's me sgg you witnessed the whole thing before i came to cheap heat there was no cheap heat There was some sort of masked man wrestling podcast, some IPA sipping, glasses wearing hipster wandering about Brooklyn pretending to do a wrestling Mm. show. (laughs) And it gets worse, SGG. It gets worse because he did the show. On a website called Grantland. Do you remember uh, Grantland? RIP. Yeah, yeah. It's now dead. He did the show for Grantland under the tutelage and the guidance of a fraud human being. A man some people call... Oh, this goes straight to the top. Oh, ho, ho, SGG, we're going straight to the top. That's how we're starting Cheap Heat this week, because this man, some people call him the sports guy. You know what I call him? I call him, get yourself an editor so I can finish an article in one toilet sitting guy. That's what I call him. His name is Bill Simmons. Simmons. 
And the truth is, as disappointed I am, as sickened as I am by the maker of shoes for doing what he did to me. When I, when I saved, when I saved the maker of shoes, he was sitting, he was sitting in the last row. He was on top of the arena, SGG. No one wanted anything to do with him. He was next to Bob Euchre. You couldn't find him <laughs> with a flashlight and a magnifying glass. That's how far away he was. And I came in on my horse. And I dismounted and I said, let me help you, maker of shoes. Come with me. I like you. You have potential. You've got a little bit of spark. Take your filthy Brooklyn Dodgers hat and your black glasses and come with me and live the glorious life. And and, and he got comfortable sitting in the front row, mingling. That's with what the, happens when you get a taste. You, you, of course, you get all happy. You're mingling with the biggest stars. You're meeting... You're meeting stars of, of stage and screen, of wrestling and sports and entertainment. All of a sudden, you're an A-lister. But then, but then, when the ish hits the fan, he made a decision. He made a decision to go with that no good, dastardly, evil Bill Simmons. And they go out to the West Coast and they sit high and mighty in their little, you know, fake studio lot. And they try to do a show that competes with this show. Let me tell you something about Bill. Bill Simmons hasn't watched a full episode of Raw in years. And I know what some of you are saying. Good for him. I wish I could say the same for me. But that's not what I mean here. This man has the right to come down off of his mountaintop two, three times a year to check in for a pay-per-view and start spouting off about me? The king of wrestling broadcasting? I don't even call. They couldn't, they, couldn't shy your shoes. They podcast, Greg. I broadcast. You understand the difference? Mm. Mm. So the next time you sit down on one of your little shows, Sam Roberts or David Shoemaker and your evil manager, Bill Simmons, the next time any of you sit down in front of one of your little Fisher-Price microphones and pretend to do a broadcast... I want you to think about me and thank me for giving you life, for breathing life into your lungs. And then I want you to put your headphones on. I want you to do the best damn job you can. And I want you to enjoy yourself. Courtesy of me, the Podfather, the original broadcaster in this business, sincerely signed your dad. And what a what a classy way to end on that too. You don't even hate on them. You don't even hate on those who hate you. No, I no no no. I couldn't. No, SGG. I wish them to enjoy themselves. That's all I want. Wow, I'm really sorry, by the way. I don't know what got into me. I, that's, whew. oh my God. SGG, how are you? How's the, how was the week in professional wrestling? Did you enjoy yourself? <laughs> I did enjoy myself. And it's been a, it's been a wild week in professional wrestling. Um, a lot of news going on outside the ring. Um, I want to start with some non WWE news. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I know you're familiar with his, uh, his show that he was trying to put on in September. Um, all in. Ah, the all in vehicle, of course. Yes. So they uh, they set the tickets on sale this week and sold out in 29 minutes. So um, now that is an that is an amazing feat, SGG. Do we know? 
Do we know what number they sold? Do we know what the actual sellout number was? Uh, I do not know what the actual sellout number was because um, we don't know like if they held back any tickets or anything like that. But uh, they did say that they sold out and uh, they did set out to to draw a 10,000 seat arena. So, you know, whatever that actual number ends up being, it's still, it's still an amazing feat. Because uh, typically Ring of Honor and uh, those indie promotions do around... 2000 max so to to do almost five times that is is amazing yeah good for them that that's a that's a that's a moment man i'd like to go yeah well they um they're having like uh they're making a whole weekend out of it um they have a starcast convention that um i think it's also sold out or is selling out uh we weren't invited to do starcast but that's you know, maybe next year. Maybe next year, though. Uh, well, 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 hold on one second. Hold on. I will say that I've been talked to about it. It was brought up. But I didn't hear a follow-up. I, I have to give full credit where credit is due. Conrad reached out to me a while ago, um, and we just have not finished the conversation. So no, no, no hate here, Conrad. So wait, uh, uh, it was up in the air, and it's just still up in the air. <laughs> I guess I, I guess it's still up in the air. Um, okay. I don't know if I don't know if he's waiting for me. I don't know if it's fully locked in. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly I'm not exactly sure, but I will say that unlike those other no good spineless, just cretins. Conrad showed the proper respect that he should. And, you know, good for him because StarCast looks like it's going to be doing well uh, right alongside this. So they're making a big weekend out of it. And um, it's like you said, it is going to be a moment. What What is the weekend again, SGG? It's in September, right? Um, I believe it's that Labor Day weekend. It's, I think September 4th is um, uh, September 1st, excuse me, is StarCast. And I don't have the date on the actual all-in event, but um, it's all it should be all that weekend. My question is: Here's a tough question, and this could get us disinvited right away, but I don't think it will. I mean, how many how many wrestling podcasts could you be a part of in in one weekend? Listen, man, if WrestleMania weekend is uh is any indication, um, wrestling fans will show up. And show out, and uh, they have a uh, a lot of stamina when it comes to to going around and getting to these events, and you know being live and being active and having fun. So the question it's it's like uh, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know because wrestling fans are gonna show up and support. Um, all the time. Oh no, the support will be there. I'm just trying to one. I'm just trying to figure out for myself personally how long, like how many I could actually go to back to back. I mean, well, that's the beauty of it, though. You don't have to go to all of. There's definitely going to be some that appeal to you, and there's going to be others that don't. And you know, I think that's um, that's the beauty of what what they're doing is that um, they really are finding a way to cater to to everybody, which um, is usually ill-advised, but it seems like they're having success doing it, so keep going. All right, SUG, what else happened? Um, Enzo Amore uh, got an update on his situation this week. Um, oh, that's right. Phoenix, that, is a big, that is a big update. The Phoenix Police Department... Uh, officially closed the investigation and said that um, he will not be charged. The case won't be transferred over to the county attorney, so he uh, he won't be prosecuted. Um, the charges are effectively dropped. Um, well, I guess he said he wasn't charged, so there won't be any charges filed. Uh, the investigation's closed. The case is closed. Uh, I don't know what that means as far as what's next for Enzo Amore and his wrestling career, but um, the investigation is over. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think it's important that you report these stories because we always report when the initial accusation happens. 
And then a lot of time, no one says anything when it's like, oh, by the way, they didn't have anything, and it ended up going away completely. So right. it, it, it's certainly worth note. As I always said at the time, to me, a lot of the issues with Enzo went a lot deeper than this. Um, and this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. But at the same time, as a result of getting cleared of it, Enzo can now go on and try to do other things. And maybe he'll really put his mind to something. And I don't care what anyone said. I thought that guy had an immense amount of talent. Immense. Like, I thought his his ability to captivate with a microphone, I thought, was really special. So hopefully he'll... Um, He'll get back on the path to doing something cool. I I wish him the best. Yeah, I mean, um, same. It's it. It was an unfortunate situation right from the start, and um, you know, at least the investigation is closed, and he can get on with his life, um, and hopefully, hopefully make the most of it. I know that st- that stigma of like being accused of rape is gonna be gonna be hard to shake, but. Um, you know, case is closed. So the justice system had their say. He should be allowed to move on. Uh, what else, SGG? Um, NBCU apparently is looking to um to lock up Raw in a new deal with WWE, but uh, only Raw, according to these reports that are that are out first reported. Um at least as far as I saw from the Hollywood Reporter. So it means that SmackDown might end up um, on a completely different, not just a completely different network, but under a completely different um, umbrella. So, you know, there exists a world where we could see... um, That seems hard to picture. It it does. It feels tough, but I mean, as a wrestling fan, though, and specifically a WWE fan, that that honestly would excite me if Raw was on USA and then SmackDown was on the next day on um, on Fox. And and here's why: because like the brand split, the thing that never really clicked with me for the brand split is that they were still all under the same umbrella. So sending them over to a different network to me, creates enough of that separation to where, okay, SmackDown does feel like it'll finally be its own and have its own thing and that its own successes won't be undermined by Raw and, you know, Raw's need to succeed because they'll have, they'll be beholden to two different masters, you know what I mean? So, like, um, it's a lot easier to just pinch talent and throw them on Raw when both of them are on the USA Network. But if one is on Fox and under a completely different umbrella and a completely different network with completely different expectations, then they have to stand up to that same standard um, that they set for themselves on SmackDown, but also that they set for Raw. And it can only lead to um, high-quality wrestling across the board. I just don't. That's that part sounds cool. I just don't see how a world in which you can separate them and cross promote that much between competing networks. To me, that just seems very tough. I, I just can't see a world where you're able to have, you know, NBC have um, Raw and then you're promoting SmackDown on Fox or something. To me, that's very tough to picture. Um, and my guess is, frankly. If NBC is if NBC's deal is only for Raw, and they're not willing to fight for SmackDown, to me, and I'm making this up. This is all just based on my hunch. That means they lose. That means their offer loses, and Fox gets both. Well, um, what I read was NBC was willing to pay um, up to three times what Raw is worth to keep Raw. So NBC, you know, despite apparently being willing to let SmackDown go is really, really willing to fight hard for Raw. So, and, and, you know, I don't see, and maybe they will, but I don't see WWE taking less money to keep them together when they can 
make more money is separate them. And so it'll be a little bit yeah, more listen, difficult. Like maybe you said, you're right. But maybe you're right. Isn't it surprising that in all this time with these properties being so valuable on television, isn't it surprising that like we don't get the occasional WWE show on primetime network TV? Yeah, it is. It is. Like for um, how big for how big it is for USA. I'm surprised that at least like once a year, maybe like the night before Thanksgiving or something, like you know that Wednesday night or maybe Thanksgiving Friday night or sometime when it makes sense. I'm surprised there's not like the main event at eight o'clock on a Friday on NBC. Like I just yeah. don't like it feels like there's room for it. I don't know. I mean, I know that I know that year round NBC does not have a killer sitcom on Friday nights or a killer scripted show. Maybe it, maybe they do. But listen, it's not so killer that it makes it to my life. Right. And and I, I and, I, and I watch you. and I watch this is us on Tuesdays. So yeah. I'm with you, man. Like, um, the opportunity certainly is there, and it, especially because it's something that um, NBC and Fox did back in the day. Like when they had a little lull in program or a window um, where, like, you know, their new shows haven't started yet, but their old shows are all done and they had a little space. They threw in a Saturday night's main event. Um, so both those networks know the value of this. I don't know why uh why they're not doing it but who knows um i will say this though with all in and this um nbc you know clamoring for raw and the wwe stock price shot up i think it cracked 50 dollars a share um two days ago um business is booming like across the board um so that's a good sign that is a good sign that's a very good sign. Um, also, I'll tell you what, man. It's hard to resist the Fox offer if it's true that it means Raw would be on Fox regular. That's uh, that's tough. You, do you realize how many more eyeballs would be on WWE if they jump if Raw ends up on free TV on Fox? Yeah. Even though it seems like why everyone has cable, it's just different. It's just different. It is different. If you, if it's if it's on network, those three point sixes they have become four point sixes and fives, and and that's the thing too because you know people think like oh yeah everybody has cable like the USA network is free with Direct TV and this and that but not everybody has cable, <laughs> especially every- right now. Especially yeah. right now, people are people are getting rid of cable, so Cord it's even more of a situation. Yeah, so like for all those people who are getting rid of cable and they don't even bother, like maybe they're fringe so they don't get USA with their YouTube uh, TV package or their Sling, whatever. Um, You know, th- the only reason I have Sling is so I can have USA on my phone and iPad. But for some people, uh, I-, I can see how, I mean, I'm the worst example. I literally pay for so many forms of entertainment, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, let's let's go over the list right now. I currently pay for my FiOS cable. I pay for Amazon Prime. I pay for Hulu. I pay for the WWE Network. I pay for Sling. I pay for Netflix. I pay for Spotify. That's seven different things yeah. that I pay for I, I'm monthly nuts for too because you named seven and I the only two that I don't pay for are Sling and um Amazon Prime. And I don't pay for Spotify either, but I pay for Apple Music, which is the same thing. So, Spotify Jace. Um Yo, we're nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Crazy. It's a lot. And and listen, and and um yeah, like uh, Amazon Prime I don't even use for that much television. I just pay for Prime 
uh, for because I use a lot get of those Amazon. Two day shipping. Yeah, even though you end up getting ripped off half the time, but whatever. Um, so yeah, a lot of people though I have in that time thought about like, well, why do I pay for? Why do I pay for FiOS? Because now you could get HBO anytime. Like you could figure it all out. You could get everything you need. And if I was willing to just not be lazy, I could probably have my business manager figure out like, is it cheaper if we just get XXXXX? Because right now, how much am I, what am I using cable for? You know? So anyways, the point being, the point being, if you end up on Fox, that is a huge perk. And that is, if that shorts them, if Fox were to short them in the money they spend, they also get to lure them with the increased advertising dollars from being on network. So, all interesting things to think about when it comes to that stuff. Anything else, SGG? Um, well, the John C- John Cena Nikki Bella saga continues. Uh, he confessed his love for her on the Today Show on Monday. Um, she saw the video, literally said that's crazy, and that was it. And then he saw the video of her seeing his video, and then he confessed his love for her some more. Um, I, I can't everybody- do it. SGG, no, SGG, we can't do it. We're not doing it here. I'm, I'm not doing it. I, I hope I don't get in trouble. I hope no one's mad at me. I hope Nikki's not mad at me. I just, this whole thing is so stupid to me. And like, if, if I, it's just like, if it works out and makes a great total Bella season, well then, kudos. But like, it's, I think it's hard as a wrestling fan. To watch the entire broadcast like news world get worked. It's, it's hilarious. So I should let me ask enjoy you a question. It. Yeah. Assuming it is a work, right? And, um. And by the people, way, I've been, I've, I have asked and been told point blank it's not, but go ahead. People, um, yeah, I don't think it is. I just think it's tough because like they come from a world where nobody can believe anything they're saying. So now they try, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Um, but assuming it is a work, right? People have been pointing to her saying that this is going to be the best season yet as evidence that it is a work, especially because this season starts to catch some of the breakup. But um, don't you think it would have been the best season yet no matter what happened with Nikki Bella and uh, John Cena just because you get the Daniel Bryan comeback, um, you get more of Brie Bella being a mother, um, you get both of the Bella Twins returning to uh, WWE at the Royal Rumble and having that match. You get Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Um, so don't you think, regardless, well, and of then, what and then you would have had, and then you would have had the uh, Nikki Bella John Cena wedding, right? Exactly. So the alternative is a wedding. So you know, wouldn't it have been fair for her to say this is the best season yet? Either way, probably. And listen, I'm not saying. I'm sure there's some logic. Um, I, I'm sure there's logic to why this is better, or maybe, or maybe it's just that they are legitimately having problems, so they just turned it into a work. You know, that's how wrestling is is so often, and that's cool. cool. But number one, the Bellas did 88 interviews in New York over the last three days, and I was not one of them, so I I am not that excited. Oh to talk about it. my god! I mean, they 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 literally appeared on. I mean. There's not. I mean, they they almost did cable access shows. I mean, they were everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Um, so if if I would have been more interested in talking about it if they were here to talk about it, but also like I just can't believe the story is. It's just so the whole thing seems so. It's it's so hard for me to believe based on watching the show. That Nikki Bella, for as much as she loved John Cena, was just like, yeah, I'm over it. And now he's begging for her back. It just seems, doesn't that just seem like a bizarre story? Yo, sometimes it'd be like that, though. Like, when the rug gets pulled out from under you, those power dynamics and relationships flip. Like, it's hard for us to believe because, like, we're on the outside. So we don't really see, like, the little gains that they make in flipping those power dynamics. But yeah, it happens, you know. I mean, hey. The good news for us is, though, that it's all playing out in the public eye. So um, if you're interested, you can always peek in, uh, get that view from the outside in. But um, the last little bit of uh, 
outside the ring news and you were on uh, high snobiety they interviewed you about your your vintage wrestling tea collection so uh I don't know it's just fun to watch your your stock rise in the wrestling world and as it did well, again thank you SGG I, I don't I hope this counts as a stock rise uh Shout out to High Snobiety. If you get a chance, though, go to High Snobiety. S N O B I E T Y. High Snobiety. It is a it is a really fun little feature if you're a wrestling nerd. A little 15 minute sort of short about vintage wrestling tees. And um, shout out to the dude Adam Vintage Wrestling Tees on Instagram, yeah. who uh, who came and and talked to me about it. But it was a lot of fun, man. So. Uh, yeah, Adam- Adam's a friend of mine, so it was nice to see the worlds collide a little bit too with you and him uh, sitting down, nerding out over tees. Yeah, that, that by the way, his. I just want to say they cut this out of the thing. I kept putting over his collection, and they kind of they ended up editing it out. Let me be clear: his collection crushes mine. You know, <laughs> there are only there are only a couple people whose collections really crush mine. Uh, my boy wrestling for sale now. He crushes me. He does, he, be, he definitely beats me. And Adam crushes. Adam's is insane. I mean, he has, it's like he has the entire catalog from our childhood. It's, he That's started. Crazy. He, That's crazy to hear well, he, you say. Well, the thing is, he started really jumping on it, uh, in, in like 2005. Like, he got into the eBay search game in 2005. I didn't get into the eBay search game until, like, 2013. Wow, so you walked so, here late. What? I mean, compared to him? Like, I, I got my first eBay wrestling shirt in, like, uh, 2000. My WrestleMania three shirt. I got that years and years and years ago when I wasn't even into wrestling at the time. But... I then, by the way, you know how frustrating it is to me that I look back at the year 2000 and I like remember buying my WrestleMania 3 shirt and being like, oh, cool. But I never thought I should probably turn on wrestling because it's amazing right now. It really makes me angry. It makes me want to go back in time. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I'm so mad. I mean, don't get me wrong. It makes, it lets me really enjoy the Raws and Smackdowns on the network now because I, don't remember them, but what an idiot I was. Anyways, SGG, is that it from outside the ring? That's it from outside the ring. Oh, yeah, and by the way, watch the Mage New episode of Open Late on Complex with Pete Davidson, um, who was a great guest. We had a little baby um, who was a very interesting fellow. Um, Nadesco was on there, Stolly, Ace Hood. My guy, a rap music, of course, but yeah, it's a great episode, and it looks like we're doing we're doing well this week. Yo, SGG, I'm so tired from hustling this show too, man. This, I'll tell you what, the third, the third like full time job is is a lot. <laughs> that, a that's lot. the breaking point. That is apparently the breaking point. So you so like two full time and a lot of part times is like still. Cool, but the third full time with all the part times is like too much. It's not even any of the part times. It's just the third full time. Like you add in that other job that cause I show up there. Like I guess it's technically part time. I worked on that show this week. Excuse me. Um, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You add, but it's not just that. It's also the talking about it every day. And the emailing and, and the texting and the, 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 and then also the pressure of it. It's the only job where it's my name on the show. Right? And like, I want that. Cause believe me, I, I wish my name was on every show that I was on. Um, and so this one, it's all on me. And on top of that, even though it's on the internet, it being shot as a real TV show, is so much heavier lifting than a radio show. Like, I, I can't even tell you how much heavier the lifting is. It is, you know, from a broadcast standpoint, it's not necessarily more work. Like, from a content, 
standpoint, but from a work standpoint, from a time spent standpoint, from a creative standpoint, it is just a lot. So anyways, everyone who's been supporting it, I get the, I get the tweets from our listeners who have watched the show. I can tell when they describe it in cheap heat language that these are people <laughs> who are, who are coming over to the show from cheap heat. So I appreciate you guys. Um, SGG, there's not a, there's not a ton to talk about in the ring this week before we get to our mailbag, but I will say I, I truly enjoyed the celebration until it was interrupted by Oscar. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. Um, the town squire was the best. Well, yeah. And you know, listen, it's that I will say I truly believe that the celebration is the biggest event happening in the UK this week. Yeah, 100%. This year. It's nothing. What else do they have? I mean, nothing. quite honestly, nothing. Nothing. Like, <laughs> um, I heard, I heard, I heard there's some event this weekend, but. Yeah, somebody's getting married, but I don't really pay attention to what's going on over there too much. That's what I'm saying. It's not messing with the celebration. No, not at all. But I'll tell you <laughs> what, I am curious. I am curious with how they handle the Oscar match. Because I hope it's not as simple as Asuka gets her match, pins Carmella, and it's over. That would be sort of an anticlimactic thing for everybody. Yeah, I think that would be uh, would be very anticlimactic. Um, although, if it does lead to, because let's be honest, um, when Paige got injured, I f- it felt like they were trying to do something special with uh, the Riot Squad. And also Absolution to have these female trios running around. When Paige got injured, that kind of um, put a little halt on that for a second. But I wouldn't mind seeing Carmella with the Iconics. Um, so if they show up to have her back uh, at Money in the Bank and cause her to beat Asuka and throw another loss on Asuka's record that they can take claim to, I wouldn't be mad at that. Hmm. Not a bad idea, SJ. Um, now do we have, how many people do we have in the women's money in the bank right now? There's Charlotte, um, Ember Moon, and, uh, Becky Lynch. So I think it's just the three so far. And they're only doing one, they're only doing one women's money in the bank? Yes. One for Raw and, um, one for Raw and SmackDown. And they're doing one men's as well. How do we feel? Is that is that what happened last year? It was just one men's and one women's? Um, yeah. But the, it was all on SmackDown though. So like Raw didn't even have a Money in the Bank opportunity. And I forgot. Alexa Bliss, excuse me, is um, also qualified for the Money in the Bank match so far. So there's still uh, four yeah, spots it's, it's, left. It's Alexa versus Becky versus Charlotte versus Ember. Yes. Um, and then in the men's, you have Brood versus Strowman versus Finn versus KO versus Rusev versus The Miz versus one member of The New Day versus Big Cass or Samoa Joe. And one of these spots... In, in the women's will be Billy Kay or Lana. And then there's three other TBDs. Now, what, what I like about this, and then we also have AJ versus Nakamura, official. No stipulation yet. We have Naya versus Ronda. Um, people obviously having mixed feelings about that happening on the red carpet at the upfronts, but whatever. Yes. Um, and then we have Carmella versus Asuka. What I like about the, the setup of, of it being both brands is it's, it's kind of what legitimately makes money in the bank the fifth major. Right. Because they've been saying the whole time money in the bank is the fifth major pay per view and this makes it feel that way. You know? And, and by the way, we, we now agree it's only going to be two. There's not going to be yeah, a tag one. I don't think there is. They haven't announced it yet. And um, well, and now uh, that the new day is fully involved in this, how would the new day not be in the tag one? Yeah, I mean the new day moving aside though, like 
let's be honest, if the New Day is not involved in the tag match, that does give another tag team um, an opportunity to shine. Like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, though, because you want the New Day in the tag match, but you also... The New Day can't last forever, and <laughs> this looks like the seeds of dissension, as a matter of fact, that might split up the I New Day right here. As I talk about it, though, let me be honest. I, I just don't need a tag Money in the Bank. Like, I, I, I just either. can't There's too have... many bodies in the ring. Not only that, yes, from a match standpoint, but also from the standpoint of people just walking around with briefcases all year. I, I just don't need it. I, I just... It, it makes it less special. I love that they only are having... Um, men's and women's cro- and it's uh, interbrand. Like, so obviously they care about not having it be completely not special. So stick with that. And uh, d- we don't need to tag one. I, I, that's how I feel. Um, uh, let's see. Nakamura gets another win over AJ Styles, this time with some creative um, cheating to get the job done. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, the the referee of the Nakamura AJ Styles match made me laugh a little bit though because Nakamura pulled the Eddie Guerrero style move towards the end, right, and tried yep, to very Eddie, very Eddie with a low blow, and he looked right at his Asian brother, the ref, and was like, "This dude hit me with a low blow," and the ref the ref did nothing. Like you didn't trust you didn't trust Nakamura. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like. Granted, yeah, the referee is supposed to be impartial, but like, I just found it hilarious that like the ref just no sold it and was like, "Well, this match is going to continue. There's <laughs> nothing to see here." I know, I know. Well, it's a confusing time, and all all Nakamura had to do all had all Nakamura had to do was put his hands on his crotch and lift his leg up, and I mean, lift his head up in pain, and the ref instantly believed he cheated. That AJ cheated. Hilarious. <laughs> I want to back up to Monday Night Raw, though, really quickly. Um, okay, yeah, let's talk about Raw. Do you think that um, they... Because being in London, do you think they had a huge missed opportunity on, on Monday? Um, and here's what I mean by that. Seth Rollins is now doing his open challenge... KO answers the open challenge. But not only that, um, Roman took Jinder out of the Money in the Bank qualifier and then KO got that spot as well. And do you think they missed an opportunity to inject uh, some of their WWE UK talent and um, sort of pop the crowd in that moment? Kind of like how they brought Sami Zayn to challenge Cena in Montreal when Cena was doing his open challenge a few years ago? Did Pete Dunn not do anything over the two shows? No, he did not. At least not anything on on television. Yeah, they probably used him, but not on television. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's a missed opportunity. At least just for a fun moment and a moment to grow someone. You know, someone like Pete Dunn having a big moment at home like that makes them seem larger than life. I mean, listen, even Sami Zayn, who's already big. Sammy ended up seeming bigger because of the reception he got in Montreal. Right. You know, I think I think you end up respecting them more and being like, damn, that, I guess they are really dope. Like, it just, it impacts you. Um, so, yeah, I think that could have been fun. I mean, and, it, you know, for me, it would have been a champion versus champion match, which also, um, on top of the crowd popping for Pete Dunn, you know, this UK championship, um, and the champions versus champion match. When Seth Rollins wins that, you know it elevates everybody. I think. But yeah, that's true. You know, next time, should we also mention that uh, Cien Almas uh, debuted on SmackDown? Yes, of course, the long-awaited debut. And um, I have to say, though, I was disappointed uh, not by him or his performance, but the reception that he got from from the London crowd. Um, I hold them to a higher standard, you know, uh, London, um, New York, whether it's Brooklyn or Manhattan, you know, uh, the Chicago, L.A., certain crowds you expect, you expect them to be hot and you expect them to sort of help make the event. And, you know, Cien Almas did not get, uh, Philly, I'll throw that in there too, uh, Cien Almas did not get the reception that I was expecting him to get from 
um, that London crowd. Yeah, no, I I agree. It wasn't like a thrilling moment. It was an in, an interesting place to debut him. Even though yes, London is one of those cities. I don't know, I, but also at the same time, it, it the introduction to Cien Almas on SmackDown has been clunky. You know, it started with like just an announcement, and then waiting two weeks he'll debut, and then he debuts and just comes out and kind of beats a jobber in two minutes. Like none of it was really handled in a way that would pop the crowd right now but you know what maybe they just want him to be a bad guy and so they don't really want that big a pop when he shows up true true you know so you have any concerns about braun Strowman in a ladder match no i honestly i don't usually i'll be honest though big guys in the ladder match for me are sort of like big guys in a dunk contest. I, I just don't get as excited for it. <laughs> I don't know why. I never wanted to see Kane in a ladder match. Um, and I like, I just don't particularly get psyched to see Braun Strowman. The idea of him climbing the ladder. You know, the, although I will say with Braun, the fun part is, the idea of him having the briefcase is awesome because you feel like he could just cash it in at any moment and win. <laughs> yeah. But that's the other thing too, though, like, um, to why he doesn't need the briefcase though, because he can, he can just get his match at any moment and win. Like what GM is going to tell Braun? No, you're not going to get. I mean, that's right. Especially when he's willing to, especially when he's willing to break the entire arena. All right, SUG, let's get to some emails. Cause, um, Needless to say, a lot last week. Here we go. Mathematics, right? Matt Maddox writes us, I'm so confused and flabbergasted by SGG suggesting that Rollins can take Stone Cold's spot. I felt like Stone Cold when he said it because I just kept screaming what at my radio for a solid two minutes. Someone said I need to, Rob says I need to get the A plus song, Enjoy Yourself, as the new theme song of the podcast. Huh. Timothy, Timothy writes and says, "Hello, big fan and big re- and big wrestling fan here. Like SGG, I am also physically congested, black, and my wife calls me physically large, so I think I fit the <laughs> bill perfectly. Don't worry, Seth Rollins, as good as he is, will never be in my top three or five ever. Maybe a top three or five as a worker, but not the overall package." Anyway, love the program, the takes, and the shows. Stay mage. Um, let's see. Then someone writes asking for advice. Uh, so, uh, Eric wrote and suggested having a 64-man knockout tournament once a year. Sort of like the NCAA tournament. Winner gets a shot at a title or whatever. Gives you instant storylines in quiet months post-mania. Allows Cinderella stories and upsets for future storylines. Everyone loves a tournament. People can bet on brackets. Got to tell you, I think it's a fun idea. Well, interestingly enough, um, do you remember when Brock Lesnar challenged um, The Rock at SummerSlam? Yeah. That, that was the deal. He won... Um, he won King of the Ring and, you know, thus was entitled to a WWE title shot at SummerSlam. And um, they never did it again, which I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, it's a good idea. They know it's a good idea because they tried it. It worked. Um, Brock is a megastar that they're still relying on to this day. So I don't see why not. And, uh, by the way, it would be so easy to take King of the Ring and just reformat it a bit, you know? Yeah. And... And like, and you run it over the, there's a way to break it down where you run it over the course of both shows for a month and you could get the full tournament done. Um, I think it's a really fun idea. I really do. I, I, I think too. it's a fun idea, a fun idea to run that play. Um, you know, maybe in May, um, maybe in, maybe right after SummerSlam, you know, um, because let's be honest, Survivor Series doesn't have the same oomph anymore in terms of like it really requiring tons of stories. So you could also start running it in September um, or October. 
October, maybe October, the beginning of October. Um, mm-hmm. all right. Grant writes us and says, what you said about Carmella on Cheap Heat this week really helped change my mind on her. I've definitely been getting worked, bro. I didn't like her character at all when she first came up to the main roster, and I've been out on her ever since, but her heel work since she got the title has been tremendous. I wouldn't say she's the best heel I've ever seen, but there definitely hasn't been one that I've wanted to see get his or her ass kicked more. <laughs> um, which, Grant, thank you. I appreciate that, because I agree. I find her, I find Carmella so amazingly annoying. Um, it's what I enjoy about her most. And then on top of that, when Carmella gets into her, like, regular talking voice, when she stops screaming and she starts talking, she's actually just really good. She's just solid. Um, let's see. Um, oh, Jay Travis writes us. I had to actually screenshot the moment in the show that I yelled what and realized that SGG is gone. <laughs> drinking that. Send me the screenshot. Drinking that Roman Reigns Kool-Aid has clearly had a long lasting effect on his overall psyche. Still love you SGG, but damn. He screenshotted the moment on his locked phone 3302 into the episode of Cheap Heat. Another crazy SGG take. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're unbiased. You're biased. Excuse me. Your biased titling of the show is skewing these people's opinions. You're not letting them be free thinkers, Ro- uh, <laughs> Rosenberg. You're not letting them be free thinkers. Yeah, your 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 take last week was the Kanye equivalent of free thinking in wrestling. <laughs> you're not letting them be free thinkers. Uh, uh, yo, Rosenberg wanted to see how you felt about the sneaker crafter and Bill Simmons calling you out on the masked man pod. Well, T. Adkins, I guess we already covered that. Um, here's a long one. Oh wow, this is tough. Oh my. Oh wow. Oh no no no. Here we go. <laughs> What's good, Pete? First, let me start off by saying congrats, congrats on all your success. Blah, 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 blah. Um, made show on Complex with Open Late. Thank you. I got familiar with you in the early days of Hot 97. Blah, 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 blah. You're an inspiration. Wow, nice. Rosenberg, you're my guy, and I'll always support what you're involved, including the GP Podcast. Unfortunately, your man SGG is out of his mind <laughs> and might have to go. Quite honestly, I turned on Greg back when the Brian Campbell was still on the show. In my opinion, around that time, SGG started to get a big head and came off as less humble. As time progressed, he's gotten worse. His outrageous opinions and comments are out of control. I get that everyone's entitled to own opinion, but with SGG, he says things and backs it up with nothing. I feel like Greg suffers from the Charles Barkley Kanye West syndrome. Wow, now that's an insult I know to, to SGG. That is, that is the sole... He said, which is, what he actually thinks is not what actually comes out of his mouth, LOL. I think you should have Greg go back and listen to himself in his early days of cheap heat. Maybe then he can go humble himself a bit, because he's lucky to be on the podcast with you, for someone that brings nothing to the table. Anyways, I will continue to support the show and everything else you're involved in. Much success and best wishes. By the way, I attached a picture so you know who I am. Um, you know me, I'm not some regular jabroni with no life. Let me look at this picture. Wait, he attached a picture so that you know he's not a jabroni with no life? That's what he said, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I do remember this guy. He's come out to a bunch of different things, SGG. Wow, I can't believe you've turned him this far. This is sad. I um, I don't agree with some of the sentiments expressed. The only sentiment I agree with in that email was that you're crazy. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say I'm sorry that I... Don't pass his humble test anymore, but uh, I'm not worried about his litmus test. Well, I agree, and you can't be as humble when you showed up. You were a nobody hack yo-yo. Now you're SGG of Cheap Heat. It makes sense. Right. Hear me out. Pa- Paul Paul writes us, the ascension as a new age APA. Ron and JBL can either be cool with it or they are babies. Or they're not, and they get some nice heat by beating up the old-timers. Discuss. Well, I'll tell you this. I like the idea of giving the Ascension something new, because this, what we've gotten, is not happening, I don't think. Yeah, no, they they need something new, like, 
desperately. Um, if they don't but, get something new, what th- what they're going to get is a message on WWE.com that none of us want to see. Mm-hmm. And they might be too far gone, though. They might have to just ride out what they have and try to turn it around now because, like, um, yeah, that ain't it. Hey, man, this is Liam. I'm a geography teacher in Liverpool, England. Always listen to you and SGG when making students work and, pr- and planning their lessons. When marking students work and planning their lessons. A couple of my year 13 students, age 18, are regular listeners after I put them on to cheap heat. I decided it would be a laugh to use the terms mage and repug when marking their reports about why Australia is prone to droughts. These reports were then selected to be assessed by government inspectors who were visiting our school. The feedback went like this. Teacher's use of slang promotes poor standard of literacy among students and needs to be addressed, especially in geography. They have no idea. Either way, I enjoyed myself. Started to listen to the complex show working and appreciate the work. Stay mage. Liam, that is awesome. Tell your students what up. And uh, if we ever make it out to Liverpool, let's um, come out and have a nice frothy beverage with us. So, okay, then there's the guy. I like the ale warm, but I'm in. We'll have a nice ale with you. Then then there's a Brandon who sent me like a 15-minute a 15 minute mp3 about why he should be the new co-host listen greg listen to how cocky this guy's email is though and i'm I'm not dissing it i think it's great pete heard you're looking for a new host attaches attaches my proposal of what cheap heat needs to be take a listen and let me know your thoughts enjoy yourself and then parentheses and hashtag thank me later (laughs) and then i like it i like the confidence and then and then, and then instead of stay mage, he signed it always mage. <laughs> oh, that is great. I love it. That is really, really great. Um, uh, Jay writes us, Hey, Peter, I just want to tell you I really enjoy the podcast. Y'all do a great job. I sometimes think SGG is crazy, but to each his own. I wanted to ask you what you thought about my theory. I have this theory that fans like to poo poo the current product just because it seems fashionable. All the dirt sheet writers seem to dump on everything, so I think fans just follow suit. This is in no way my favorite era of WWE, but it's not like it's horrible. I personally think it's on the uptick. I'd like to hear y'all's thoughts. I, I think I think Greg and I both absolutely agree. That's just like that's the, that's yeah. the tone that's been set. Like the only way to be a fan is 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 it? Like that's that's it. Is you have to be like critical and tell them how to write it and how to book it. Um, then Jaron wrote me an email, and it's a shame too, because like um, to me, this era they have so much good talent between good to great talent between NXT and SmackDown and uh, and Raw that like it's it's wild that people find excuses to poo poo on it. Oh, let's see, Anthony Cologne. Um, he said, "What do I think about Ronda Rousey getting a title match against Nia Jax?" He wants to know about the direction of NXT and 205 Live. All right, Anthony, we'll have to get to that next week. Ted Lieberman writes, he wants to replace you. With who? With Ted Lieberman? Yeah, Ted Lieberman. He wants it to be Rosenberg and Lieberman. A little, it's a, I mean, listen, I don't want to, I don't want people to feel that we're having like a Jew only podcast. That might be bad. Um, the guy writes about Charlotte and Roman being overrated. And then I'm going to skip ahead. There are a lot of there are a lot. First of all, shout out to um He says Charlotte and Roman are overrated. That's what he feels, yep. You see the kind of hate that you inspire? It's one thing when they attack me. I can handle it. But Charlotte and Roman overrated? Wild. And they feel comfortable saying this to you. He's what what have you done, Rosenberg? Well, what I don't I, I I'm not offended by the idea of saying that. I mean, I do Charlotte and Roman do get a lot all the time. I mean, even if you think they're both great, which I do, I still, it's like, you know, you could still make the case of them being overrated just because they still both get such a constant push. That's what makes people feel over, that someone's overrated. We live in an era where if you ram down people's throats, they tend to react. But, uh, SGG, Darren writes us, 
Darren is the one who really put the battery in my back and sent me the audio of the other shows talking about me. So shout out to him, uh, Cam, who wrote us about Carmella. Anyways, um, I Frank, uh, last minute email. Uh, this will be our last one. Said, hey, big fan of GP Podcast, Michael K. Show. Recently, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, my question to you is, do you think Sasha Banks' entrance is ruined by Michael Cole yelling, it's boss time every time? I think she's got one of the best entrance songs in the game today, and I feel Cole ruins it to the point where I want to see Sasha on SmackDown. Stay mage and enjoy yourself, Frank. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this. I don't, I don't like when they make, I don't, I don't like when they have an announcer's, like, thing that they say be inherent to every time you see the person. I, I, yeah. I don't like that. It's not, it, it, it makes, it like it makes the announcer part of like the wrestler's brand. It's just with that. It's not something that would ever happen in sports. It it it, it couldn't. Yeah, ha- no, I agree. A broadcaster in sports would never like yell the nickname every time. You know, it, it would be like you're completely in their camp. SGG, I got to get over to the Michael K show right now. Um, we do me a favor this weekend and make sure you stay mage. Always mage. Oh, that's right. And also, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. If you want to send more emails, we'll read more every week. And also, go watch Open Late this weekend and give us some thumbs up. Oh, and while you're at it, enjoy yourself. Unless you're Bill Simmons, David Shoemaker, or that slug Sam Roberts. (laughs) You guys really seem to like Carmella. Yeah. 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 She's mage. Mage. Totally mage. She is mage. Wow. I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Ew, you're a pug, Peter. <laughs> you're, you're a pug. pug. Yo, you're getting roasted, Peter. Pamela, <laughs> he's mage. Peter's a pug. pug. Oh, I love it. I love, love, love it. And it is about to go down. Enjoy yourself.